Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. Get ready for a very different, vulnerable, and uncensored conversation with Dr. Anthony Mattis and his amazing guests. They'll be sharing the powerful tools of access consciousness that have helped thousands of people all over the world to create change in every area of their lives. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, this is Dr. Anthony Mattis here. Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered, where I'll be sharing some of the tools of access consciousness. Today's title is Utopian Ideals, and are they working for you? And so let's first discuss what utopian ideals are. So I want to kind of look at, at, at where we have utopian ideals in certain areas of our life. But let's... Uh, I went here on Google here to encyclopedia.com and, um, you know, uh, Sir Thomas More in 1516 um, and the work that he did uh, titled Utopia Greek in parentheses, Greek for no place has come to mean an ideally perfect state in a definition of utopia, J. Max Patrick and G.R. Negley suggests that a utopia represents one of the noblest aspirations of man to dream of a better world. And this noble aspiration for a better world is quite significant when it comes, when one considers that it attempts to reshape reality into a perfect model. Perfect right there is a judgment, right? A perfect model uh, throughout history of civilization. So the utopian ideal has found expression throughout history in a variety of formats, including religious and cultural movements, political and economic ideology, and literary expression. All right, so, you know, the bottom line is, let's just keep it simple. <laughs> Do you have utopian ideals in your relationships? Do you have utopian ideals um, at your workplace? Did you have utopian ideals growing up about what you wanted to be growing up and the amount of money that you wanted to make or, or when you do finally choose that mate and that person to spend your, the rest of your life, life with, did you have utopian ideals about what that would look like, what they would look like, what they would be like, what they would act like? And so now utopian ideals are merely one's perspective, right? One's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> about, you know, because what would be my utopian ideal may not be your utopian ideal in those respective areas that I was just talking about. Even with money, do you have utopian ideals about money, how to save it, how to make it, how to um, invest in it? And if you happen to be in relationship, does your partner have those same utopian ideals? So, you know, it, it's fun to actually talk about and look at what it'd be nice to live in a utopia where there was peace, no war, everybody's needs were taken care of, but yet, I don't know, you can maybe prosper um, through the work and the creative efforts that you put in and then you get rewarded appropriately, right? And then we can get into all the different political systems that exist in all the different worlds and all that, but that's not my thing. I just wanna talk about utopian ideals and how it actually creates judgment. So let's just look at relationships. If you have, if you have a utopian ideal about what your lover should be like, let's just start with the way they should look like. <laughs> then you have to be in judgment constantly when you meet someone 
and they don't fit your utopian ideal. You have to be in judgment of that person and you don't have to be in judgment of yourself because you're not with someone that you think you should be with in the time frame that you should be with with someone. How many of you have missed opportunities to actually have a creationship with someone, a lover, but because they didn't fit your utopian ideal, what they should look like, you missed it. When we function from utopian ideals, we always have to be in a state of judgment of whether or not whatever that thing is that you have the utopian ideal about, whether or not it fits that image or fits that picture, which is nothing more than a judgment. And one of the things we talk about in access is, you know, you've heard me talk about, you know, living in it as the question. And so before we actually make any kind of decision with anything in our life, whether it's choosing a partner, choosing a job, choosing to leave a job, choosing to leave a partner, whether or not to have kids, uh, you know, or not, you know, so on and so forth, whether to buy a certain house or not buy a certain house, move to the mountains, move to the city. One of the questions we ask, if I choose this, what will my life be like in five years? And if I don't choose this, what will my life be like in five years? And the reason why we say five years is because five years is sort of far enough out into the future to where you can't get a particular picture in your mind or a vision. We're trying to get you to where you just perceive sort of the energy of it, sort of like a feeling, so to speak. Because if you have a picture, especially a utopian one, Anything that doesn't align and agree with that picture, you won't choose it because you've decided that that's not going to create the picture you've decided would be a great life for you. So, so but when you're functioning from a non-picture, a non-utopian ideal, then what you can be aware of, a palpable energy of what you would like your life to be like, right? So then as things show up in your life in the now, you'll become aware of the energy of what that thing is, and then you'll know whether or not to choose it. So let's say it's a, a person, a lover, right? Now, you don't have this utopian ideal of what they should look like, but you have an energetic awareness of what you would like them to be like. So when that person does show up, maybe they don't quite look like the way you've decided would be the perfect mate, but what if they be the perfect me energetically, regardless of the package? So how many of your life choices and life decisions have been based on like a vision or a utopian ideal and you've actually allowed possibilities to go by out of your life because it didn't quite fit that vision. It didn't quite fit the judgments basically is really what we're saying. So the invitation here is, it's like, what if we could actually let go of our utopian ideals and actually ask, if I choose to be with this person, what will my life be like in five years, 10 years, 15 years? And if it's expansive, go for it. And certainly don't try to find the reason and justification for why you're making the choice because you may not have the reason and justification for choosing what you're choosing it just may be that gut feeling that we, you know, that, you know, everyone says, it's just a gut feeling. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. But what if that was your awareness? You know, 
my first wife uh, passed away due to suicide uh, almost 10 years ago, be April, 2021. And, you know, and then obviously I was left with three kids uh, at that time. And they were 11, I'm sorry, 10, eight and two and a half, basically. And the last thing on my mind was finding another partner, right? And I was just trying to, you know, keep the ship together, so to speak. And, you know, but after a while, you know, you, you know, I was only 41 years old at the time. And, you know, it's like, you know, my body would like to seek certain pleasures and, 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 you know, times of intimacy and, you know, and enjoy that part of my life. I wasn't like an 80 year old man and I lost my, my partner, you know, I'm still 41. I still have some vigor left in me. And, you know, I want to enjoy the company of, of a, a woman, a lover, at least that's my flavor of choice. And, um, you know, but then after a while I was starting to look at, you know, maybe it would be fun to, to, to find someone to, you know, to settle down with, but, you know, under the circumstances, not easy to bring somebody into my particular situation. You know, you have a spouse that died tragically, uh, and then you have kids that she birthed. Um, and then when you bring somebody new into that equation, so to speak, um, you know, there has to be a lot of moving pieces going on for it to be the right fit, which as you know, relationships in and of themselves, I know at least in the United States, I think 50% of the people get divorced. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so right off the bat, the our odds are not in your favor. And especially if someone's, on, someone's coming in from the outside where the kids aren't even their kids. So it's like, so I, you know, and I still had utopian ideals that if, you know, what, about what relationship is and what it should look like and what it should be like. And that right there, you're already starting in the hole. <laughs> you're already starting in the hole because you have to constantly be in judgment of that person as to whether or not they fit that utopian ideal. So right there, the relation, you're destroying the relationship before it even starts. Okay. What I started to realize though, over time is that relationship is, is it's, it's not about, you know, you know, there's a lot of points of view out there that a relationship should be, you know, forming one and becoming one flesh and all that. And usually when that happens, somebody's giving up themselves for the other person. And again, it usually doesn't work out to anybody's favor, maybe for the one person, but certainly not for the other who's given themselves up. But what if relationship yeah. can be more like a creationship? Meaning like, you know, if you're in that person's life, is their life 10 times greater because you're in it? And is your life 10 times greater because they're in it? And then when you involve children, are the children's lives 10 times greater because they're in it? And is that person's life 10 times greater because the children's lives are in their life, right? Because if, if none of those things are happening, then there's no point. There's no point in so many people would rather be in a bad relationship than no relationship at all. And that definitely wasn't the point of view that I had. I did at one point in my life, but definitely not after, you know, the kid's mom passed away. I was, I was actually all set to be, you know, single father raising, raising these kids by myself until they became adults. And I did that for a good five years. And then, you know, I met someone and I realized how much I had a strong point of view that all this person had to do was just jump on the ship that was in cruise control because I got things stabilized, you know, and uh, there was nothing they needed to do. And boy, was I wrong. That's a utopian ideal right there in and of itself, right? Because then if they're not sort of 
following, let's say, the systems that have been put in place, then I have to go into judgment about that, right? Because then he's like, don't rock the boat. And then it starts to create the, this judgment towards them. And then they have to judge you back because you're making them wrong for things that they didn't even realize that they were doing wrong, right? And so it took me about two or three years to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for all these like expectations. I mean, cause that's what utopian ideals ultimately are. They're just, they're expectations of how you think things are supposed to be according to the rightness of your point of view. And we all have different points of view about relationship. We all have different points of view about politics. We have all different points of view about religion. We have all different points of view about Christ, how to wipe our ass. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know what I mean? And if you're constantly defending that ideal, where's there any space for creation? Where's there any possibility? There isn't. Because if you're functioning and defending this utopian ideal that you've already decided would be great, you've already destroyed any possibilities, especially ones that might even be better than the freaking points of view you have. <laughs> you know, and that's where the tool, interesting point of view, I have this point of view comes into play. And it's like, you know, what if relationship could be more like creationship where, you know, it's like, you know, uh, do they let you do what you want to do when you want to do it? And do you let them do what they want to do when they want to do it? Are they good in bed? Do they provide money? If you have children, are they a contribution to your children? And are your children a contribution to them? It's got to go both ways. And so I started to realize like how many utopians ideal I even had about a stepmom, which were totally unfair, totally unfair because then I, Instead of creating my life, I'm constantly being a hall monitor as to what that person's choosing and whether or not what they're choosing is fitting my utopian ideal of what would make this thing work, which was nothing more than an interesting point of view. There's absolutely zero allowance in that. So needless to say, I had to do a lot of apologizing with that because when you're in a constant state of judgment of someone not meeting your utopian ideal, what that ends up creating is walls of separation. And then you wonder why the sex life starts to suffer over time. You wonder why there's some resentment. You wonder why you start snapping at each other for the smallest of things. And the good news is you can undo it. And because of the tools of access consciousness, you know, it was like I was able to undo some of that insanity. And I realized that so much in my life, almost every era of my life, even as a chiropractor, I had utopian ideals, which were expectations about how much money I should make, how um, much healing I would provide for people. That then I come to find out that a lot of people aren't interested in being healed. And, or, or they have a point of view about the way they would like to be healed. And if you have like a different possibility, they're not interested because that possibility doesn't fit their utopian ideal about how they should, how they should like what modality should make them better. So that bursted my bubble as a healer, especially as a chiropractor and as an access consciousness facilitator, I tell you, I'm having way more fun because people have a different mindset when they come to access consciousness. And, and even though some of them aren't interested in healing either, but at least 
we're able to play in these world of energetics in the way that's at least fun for me as a practitioner. Um, and then I'm in actually an allowance as to whether or not they're choosing to get well. Does that make sense? You know, so again, it's like, so looking at where I created these utopian ideals, and even as a father for my children, and when you have these expectations about what your children should be choosing, because let's say they're smart or they're head of their class, right? You start to project at them what they should be choosing when they become teenagers, the teenagers. Oh my goodness. If people would have prepared me for those years, you know, you expect them to be like they were when they were 10. That doesn't work that way. They change. Their hormones are kicking in. And we as parents have to be in allowance of what they choose. If we have utopian ideals about about the way our children should be, all that does is create judgment. And they're aware of those judgments because you're projecting the judgment. You're projecting the judgment towards them about what they should be choosing. Whether you speak it out loud or not, your kids can perceive you energetically. So spoken or unspoken, they can feel it. You know, if you happen to be in a work environment, and you have these utopian ideals about how things should be at work to create greater for the company. But that's your point of view. It may not be everybody else's point of view. People are different. People function differently. Where's the honor in that? There isn't. Honor is when you're an allowance for people to be who they are. And really asking, okay, what would it take, you know, like what energy, space, and conscious can I be to to create total harmony in my home, in my workplace, you know, with total ease. And anything that doesn't allow that to show up, time's a godzillion, I destroy and uncreate it, right? Wrong, good and bad, pom, 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 and shorts, boys, beyonds. Because if we have these utopian ideas, if we have these points of view about the way people should do certain things, whether you're in a relationship, whether it's at your workplace, you gotta, you gotta constantly be in this space of frustration, always. Where's the joy of living in that? And there isn't. So what if create, what if instead of creating a utopian ideal, like a picture or this image about how all these respective things should be, what if you just asked, like, what, what is actually really possible for relationship or creationship? What is actually possible for my workplace? What is possible for my family, for the children? What energy, space, and conscious can I be to create greater possibilities, five times greater with total ease? And, and anything that doesn't allow that to show up, I destroy and uncreate it, right? Wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And for those of you who don't know what I'm saying, that is the clearance statement we use in Access Consciousness. You can check out www.theclearingstatement.com and it kind of goes into details about what each of those different words mean what I'm saying, but it's really designed to remove all the unconsciousness and anti-consciousness in an area that's keeping you stuck. And that's one of the greatest gifts that access has been for me is because it, it started to unlock these areas that I was not able to change from money to relationships to frustrations. Like why don't people get what I get? Well, because they're not like you and they do have different points of view. And if you're functioning from superiority, you may think your point of view is a superior point of view. Well, what's that going to create? 
in your relationship at your workplace? Is that going to create greater? Or is that going to create strife and discord? So what if you were constantly in the question about what was possible? And what if you looked at each step in 10 second increments? And if you chose something that was undesirable in the next 10 seconds, you can unchoose it. So what utopian ideals are you functioning from? Look at the areas in your life. If you are desiring a relationship and you don't have one, if you've been struggling, is it because you've been struggling from these utopian ideals? Are you waiting for Prince Charming? Are you waiting for Cinderella? For all you men out there who want to be the white knight in shining armor and rescue that damsel in distress, is that really your best choice? <laughs> is that really your best choice? Look at that. And then we can get into receiving, right? We can talk about receiving and our lack thereof. And that's why we look for that damsel in distress because someone may, well, you know, it's like, I need to find someone who will need me because then they won't leave. And for those of you women who are trying to be, I don't know, a fairy or something, or I don't know, a man's angel to rescue that guy. Can he actually receive it? Are you trying to rescue him because he's needy and he'll never leave you? Well, what's gonna happen when he finally gets his shit together? It's gonna change your relationship. So you're gonna spend the rest of your relationship trying to keep him down and needy of you? Is that actually fun? Does that create greater? So how many utopian ideals do you function from? in relationship, will you destroy and create that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pop, pop, all night, shorts, boys, beyonds. How many utopian ideals do you function from with regards to politics and government? Everything that is, please, for the sake of humanity, will you destroy and create that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pop, pop, all night, shorts, boys, beyond. How many utopian ideals do you function from, from with regards to religion and spirituality? And please, for the sake of humanity, will you destroy and create that? Right and wrong, get in bed, pun and online shorts, boys and beyonds. I mean, my goodness, how long are we going to kill each other for the rightness of our point of view with regards to how we worship God? For those people who believe in a God. I mean, seriously? And it's funny, I've gotten to travel all over the world. The guilt that really religious people have are no different than the guilt they have in Judeo-Christianity and the guilt they have in the Muslim religions. It's the same guilt. Guilt is guilt. It's created by religion. All the different wars in honor of their God. They think they're doing the right thing. Seriously? I mean, seriously, can't we just let people be? <laughs> you know, it's like, what if we put our attention on taking care of our planet, making sure our, our farms, where we grow food, our water systems are healthy, clean, prosperous, we're not poisoning these things. Everybody wins. Is that actually possible? Or do we have to squish on someone so someone else can be in control? What utopian ideals do you function from 
that are not only destroying your relationships at home, at work, what utopian ideals you function from that are contributing to destroying our beautiful planet. And everything that is what you destroy and create that, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. What if we were in creationship with each other globally? What would that create? What if we were in allowance for all of our individual points of view without destroying each other because of that? And how can we use all of our gifts and talents and our individualities to create greater for all? And what would it create if you didn't have utopian ideals, but you functioned from the space of possibility? Because it may not show up the way that you concluded it would, but it sure does have the possibility of showing up better than you ever thought it could, it would. So I'll leave you that for now. If you wanna find out more about me, check out my website at www.dranthonymattis.com. If you wanna learn more about Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. I hope this helped and I hope you're creating your life in all the ways you ever thought was possible. And Access Consciousness is in God knows 170 something different countries. You can find a facilitator in a neighborhood near you. Get out there and find one because it may save your life, someone you know's life, or just simply make your life better than it is right now. Bye for now. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more about Anthony, please come visit dranthonymatters.com. And if you'd like to know more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com.